the Sportswear Podcast right yep. here on Heat100Radio.com. Mm-hmm. If you get over to the group, Sportswear Podcast on Facebook, in the description of the group, there's a link. Um, it's a secure net link. You can get us if you are at work, if you're mm-hmm. somewhere and you can't quite get to your computer, but you can get us on your phone, mobile phones, whatever. We know everybody got smartphones. But without further ado, mm-hmm. we've got some guests in the building mm-hmm. today, courtesy of my partner. And like I mentioned to you when I gave you the uh, promo yesterday and earlier today, definitely we should have some really, really good dialogue today. Yeah. And we have this guest in today because everything that this particular person does mm-hmm. is, for lack of a better word, the epitome of what we try to do here on Sports Rap. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. you agree, Bo? Oh, wholeheartedly. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons why so, it was so deep for us to get absolutely. both of you down here. Absolutely. It's because it's now, representation. If, you, if you're on our live feed, Dad, you see Dad shaking his head. So without further yeah. ado, joining us today, mm-hmm. we have... Freddie Boom Smalls Big and Fred. his daughter, Gabriella Gabzilla Smalls. <laughs> See, I got her smiling. Yeah, so, we gotta, just, listen, just so you know. know. Yeah. Which one yeah. you want? Yeah. Or do you want Gabzilla? Just so you know. Just so you know. I I always do my homework. All the time. I do my homework. So, nobody comes on this show, whether I bring a man, Baldy or Frank, mm-hmm. nobody comes in without us having some background knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Freddie just said he liked the way I brought I that love in. That. That loved that. And, and this is right, right now, <laughs> that's right, right now, this is all about you. So yeah, yeah. folks, just to give you a little bit of my background, mm-hmm. I don't know what avenue Baldy took as far as his little intro or whatever or any any background. But my points that I picked out was member of St. Joe's women's basketball team, 2019-2020, the only rookie Hawk to appear in all 29 games. Yeah, you heard that. So you know what we do. Like we said, you see the sign up there, Heat 100 Radio, the station that keeps it 100. So you know what we do. With eight starts, led the squad in total rebounds, 159 rebounds total, 53 offensive, 106 defensive. In high school, 1,000 points scored, 1,000 rebounds. Stack stack. Okay, at the Life Center Academy. Average nearly a triple-double for her high school career. Four-year varsity letter winner. We got some big time. We got some big – listen, you know what we do. We got some big stats here. This is how we do it here. Freshman of the year in 2015-2016. Also played for Brooks Basketball Academy. Okay. Winner of a gold medal with Team Puerto Rico. In the Central Women Central Basket Women's Championship. Just to know where her pedigree goes from, her father, seven-year player in the NFL, mm-hmm. also had a stint with the Philadelphia Eagles. So you know the pedigree is good, it's genuine, and, and it's just family. It, it's what mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest reasons 
that I felt like we needed to have her here right. when Baldy brought this up was her community service. I don't want you to be embarrassed when I say this, but this is a huge part of the reason why we wanted to get you up here and have a conversation with you, let alone the sports aspect. Two mission trips to help young children recognize a different route in life helped on a relief bus for homelessness in New York. One of the quotes that I saw last night that really set with me um, had a made today a bigger, bigger effort um, and more impressionable on me. And I quote, I believe searching for success doesn't come from within, but comes from finding the true passion for something you believe in, end quote. We deserve, we should just a round of applause for that. And the, the applause are definitely warranted because we know that there are not many young athletes who are that engulfed in the community service. She got it honestly. It's usually, yeah, it's usually at at that particular time, it's usually um, because the team is doing something, so we're going to go with the team. Mm -hmm. But I got every impression that this was all Dabzilla. And it was a passion of hers, like she said in the quote. So, without further ado, we welcome, again, Gabzilla and Boom to the building. Bishop today. Boom. Bishop Boom <laughs> From to the, the upper room, baby. <laughs> Listen, before we, before we even do this, right, because, you know, this family, so, you know, Fred watched me grow up. Yeah, you know, And being able to see, like, again, 86, 85, 86, I was 10 or 11. You know, I was a young dude hearing his name. Then being then getting to the nineties, mm-hmm. seeing him like physically play play ball. Then being able to see him physically be a collegiate athlete and then seeing him all video, of course, because I was a young pup. Mm-hmm. And knowing the type of pedigree this dude brought. And so growing up, we just like, yo, yo, big Fred. Big Fred, mm-hmm. Big Fred brought Marky Mark to Hunting Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He brought him to Hunting Park when he was, they was touring. We were touring. Right. They was in mm-hmm. Germany and they went, brought him to Hunting Park. Wow. That was everything for us. We Big like, Dave, yo. Big Dave, Cincinnati Bengals came in. Yo, every, with us. he brought any and everybody right. down the way. You know, and he didn't have to do that. Right. You know what right. I mean? But this is what we saw. This is the dude that he was. So you was right. She gets it honestly. And she gets it honestly. The give back is real. We mm-hmm. believe the give back is real. Right. And it's kind of crazy because i never forget when I got married and I went down. I called Fred, too. Yep. I was in West Virginia. He's in West Virginia. My wife's aunt is a professor at West Virginia. God rest her soul outdoors. And I'm down there. So we go, we go to this little spot. And we get in. Well, I couldn't get in because I have a temple shirt. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm back, too young. Well, back then, now, we was playing <laughs> 10. I, I, yeah. So, had so be, I had on yeah. this Temple Isle shirt. I had a Temple hat on everything. Yeah, we was five right now. And they all walking in. West Virginia Temple. Yeah, it was more. Tam Stansbury, them boys around. Right, right. Totally forgot. Mistake on me. I'm walking in. We about to go get a grub. And the guy stopped me at the door. He said, you can't come in. You John Taney. John Taney. So I wound up buying a shirt. Coach would have bring you in there. Took my head off, uh-huh. buying a shirt. Only way I'm getting that. Right. Mm-hmm. I get in, big wall. Boom, 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 boom in the room. <laughs> I had to call him. Uh-huh. I said, boom, you ain't going to believe where I'm at. Yep. Where you at, boy? I'm down that. in West Virginia. He's down in West Virginia. And now I'm talking to my, my, my wife's aunt and uncle, and I said, no, like, it's my old head. They like, you talking about Freddie Boone Small? You don't know Freddie Boone Small. I said he grew up around the corner from me. What are you talking about? <laughs> then I put him on the phone. Because my wife's, my wife's uncle is like a big country singer in West Virginia. So I put him on the phone. He tells you, I can't believe I'm on the phone with Freddie Boom Smalls. So when we hang up, I said, Fred, when I get back, you know, we're going to rap or whatever. And it was kind of crazy because the effect that he had on people, it still resonated. Right. 20-something years later. Right. Wow. You know, West Virginia is a cult, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's a totally okay. different oh, yeah. um, a breed, a school mm-hmm. of an Oklahoma, Pitt, Ohio it's State. It's an environment, man. I'm just saying how deep it is. Like, there's a couple of West Virginia cats watching that. Mm-hmm. I've seen Dale McDonald, I'm nose guard. A couple <laughs> cats, um, you know, West Virginia. I'm there's watching, you know. Right. I was with LL Cool. Me and LL was coming from Vegas. Now, watch this. Yeah, I was LL's bodyguard for about five Whoa. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come from the music. Sorry, I come from the music <laughs> you industry big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We know. All my clients are top. Mm-hmm. And I'm well known in that industry. Okay. But I got on the plane with a West Virginia hat on. <laughs> There's about 10 West Virginians in the back. I walked on the plane with LL. And I, 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 I abandoned my client, and they're like, WVU. And I'm like, yeah, because that's just all breed. Mm-hmm. Yo, what's your name? I said, Freddie Small. Yo, let's go. Big <laughs> boom in there. Sit down. Pull out the wine. And I'm just, it just, that's West Virginia. Mm-hmm. LL was like, what's this? they like, you don't know who this is. They didn't even ask who LL was. It's Freddie Boom Small, man. You. Yo, you with him and don't know him? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm being embarrassed because this is LL. Yeah, LL. yeah. And, yeah. And, and, the, and the light is getting stolen from <laughs> LL, right. who I know how he is, and LL freaked on that. Yeah. When we got, when we landed in New York, he was like, I can't, you know, it's like that at your school. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's wow. like, if, if you get, if, if, if you, it's like the blood crypt thing. If you see a West Virginia shirt walk out of this building now, mm-hmm. they're going to get together, drink, and go somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's love. Yeah. Cool. And that's a community. Yeah, that's that's how it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it yeah. makes sense Preach. why your daughter and your your sons too. Blood. Bloodline. But your your baby girl. Bloodline. She got she got <clears throat> she got your crazy work ethic, man. <clears throat> like I remember when we was on the phone, and this was when you was like in eighth grade on your way to high school. <clears throat> I'm talking to Big Fred on the phone, he's like, Tony Ball, she the one. She 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 wanted she want to get better she want to get better she want to get better, you know what I mean? And it's just a testament. Like I said yesterday on the yeah. phone with you, Fred. Can't teach that. These things that align up your work ethic, timing, opportunity. What we was talking about on the phone. 
you know, whatever whatever repetition and work ethic that you have, it's gonna meet an opportunity, and that opportunity is gonna create timing, mm-hmm. and that timing is on is gonna create the manifestation of everything that you were trying to accomplish. You didn't just end up on a Puerto Rico team. Right. Right. It was work that went in one plus one plus two plus three that got you there. So in terms of, for me, because I coach young kids and a lot of times I got young girls that that are working out with us, I'm you the standard. Because I'm I'm automatically... Yo, y'all ever hear of such, such, such? You ever hear of Gab? You ever hear of Gab Smalls? You know who Gab Smalls is? Right in y'all backyard, St. Joe's. Y'all know what you All right, start looking up. Look at her work ethic. Look at her defensively. Because people don't like to play defense. So the effort that it takes to be a defender to me and Fred know is far greater than it takes to be an offensive player. Kobe and Mike. Because you got to dig down. Nobody looks you got to dig down in a way that nobody else wants to do it, which Absolutely. sets you apart. So in terms of your game, and this is just a basketball element, because Fred know I get, I, you know, I get on my joint. But in terms of a basketball element of your game that you may feel that you may have to improve, what would be that thing that you feel like you know as a player that would improve, that would kind of almost complete your game for you. Not for no one else looking at you as a player, but just you in general. Um, I believe that would be my shot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got all the components. I got the work ethic. I'm a really strong player in the post and on side. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people really can't guard me compared mm-hmm. to how I am. And I feel like once I get my shot down, I feel like I'm really going to be unguardable this upcoming season. Shot placement. Facts. Facts. Because that's where it comes from in the offense. See, people mm-hmm. want you, when they watch the game, they'll want you to take a shot at certain times. But that shot placement comes in by way of what play is being ran. Where are you at when the ball is being distributed? Nope. Is the ball on the first or second pass? Are you touching it on the third or the second pass? That will mm-hmm. allow you to get specific shots. Mm-hmm. That will allow you to get those open shots. And that will allow you to attack the basket in a way that you attack the basket. Which would allow you to get to the free throw line. So it's the simplicity that's in the game that you gotta when you study, you're studying for simplicity. The simple things that will make things much smoother and easier, even though you're an aggressive player. It becomes easier because you can't teach aggression. Right. Right. I can teach you can have a baddest handle and jump shot off, but if you ain't got that ticker, come on. That's right. Come then we never going to see it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's kind of crazy because I watch the game and I just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she a bruiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she digging in there. That was her thing. I mean, Gap, yeah. Gap, you know, one of my friends, he's a bodyguard guy. He's big, I call him Big Mo. He bodyguard uh, in both those guys. And he texted me one time and said, I'm glad you're not my daddy. <laughs> well, that was my next because, question. Right, because, <laughs> you know, all my kids are always working yeah, out. Yeah, well, naturally. You saw right. this, you, 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 this place is set up for like a studio radio. Mm-hmm. My living room is the gym. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The bench, lap pull-downs, the tread machine, the bikes, mm-hmm. all the kettlebells. That's what we do. I'm just sitting there watching TV while they work out. So the one thing that I've learned 
is the Bible says train a child up and the way they should go. Mm-hmm. A child identity comes from its parents. Its parents, right. right. What they see, they replicate. It's yep. not more what you say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's more mm-hmm. what you do. Yeah. Right. It's more what you do because they, they always observe it. So when my kids were young, I always worked out in front of them. Right. Push-ups, sit-ups, running. Then I, and Bobby, you I don't know if you was there two years ago. And I ain't played basketball in how long? And we had the Father Day thing we had up the court. Day cookout. Yeah. My oh, son wow. and I had a big problem coming back from one of the tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, God, Lord, can you just touch my body, heal me one time, mm-hmm. so I can just go out and ch- and ball. So my kids never seen me really. They never got. They, they just see videos and pictures and right. YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. They never seen me really do something. So we went up to the court, Father Day. I took Gab, Gab Zilla, brought everybody up there, and Keith was running. Keith was running the games, right? Keith was like, and I was like, Keith, man, and I was like, you know what? This is my opportunity. I said, this is my opportunity. Put it like in between. Oh, okay. I said, this is my opportunity to show them not that I can play, but to show them the passion, the drive, the animal. And I went up to Keith, and Keith's like. What's up, Big Boom? I was like, yo, I want to play. He was like, no, man, yo, you want to play? You want to go to the And my son was like, dad, my wife's like, Fred, come on, no. I remember. You know, no. I was like, no, I got to do this so they can see something. All these young boys can play. They're big, tall. Right. And I haven't touched the ball. And how, I just didn't done that. But I've been running. I've been, I was in shape. Mm-hmm. But not, you know, that's that's just running. Mm-hmm. Whitting there, Keith. Like, yo, he said, we are West. West, West, I'm tired. He's like. Big boom, you, you, you see if you want to go in. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll get West. I go in. They had this one kid out there who just dunked mm-hmm. on um, someone. Mm-hmm. And and I walked in the court, and I said, yo, I want to announce something, y'all. He'll never score again, and he'll never <laughs> grab another rebound. He about sick. He's like, oh, man, wow. who's this joker? And everybody said, he don't know who he deal with. If, if he dealing with big, the old young Big Fred, he'll never grab the rebound, deed him down. I grabbed how many boards. Everybody yeah. was scared. Mm-hmm. They they got mm-hmm. scared. <laughs> 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 and my yeah, kids yeah. like, whoa. But <laughs> that's what I wanted them to Hell, see. Yeah, yeah. yeah and right. how I could put the fear in the other opponents. Because right. yeah. at West right. Virginia, when it came down to Penn State, and yeah. Penn State was the Alabama back then in mm-hmm. Miami, right. they were and we they we, we they were on our schedules, mm-hmm. and that's what you was balling against. Y'all can't right. come out there. Uh, hey, y'all. Yeah, yeah. No, y'all more, no more, Mr. Nice Guy. This just don't work with this yeah. thing. Exactly. Miami got nine All Americans, mm-hmm. nine right. first rounders. Penn State got six first rounders, mm-hmm. and they all what one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. It's a different demeanor when, when I will come up. So when I played at the park, I always heard the ninety thousand people. Yeah. Mm. Well, you got kids that can't saw play the in front of ten people. So when I went up there, my, my son, I gave, respect, right. my, I gave respect for my little boy. Oh, yeah. He was like, Dad, he came and said, you okay? You? I was in my knee. He was like, all right, you all right? He said, oh, Dad, you, man, you play hard. You a dog. That's what he and did. I, and, I, I I never, and I never played again. And that mm. was two years ago. That years was about ago. two years back. I never did. Right. I, just, I just did that mm-hmm. so they know when I say something, it's they genius. know. It's real. Oh, man, I seen Dad yeah, it's real. pump them dudes over there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. Gabby... And I'll let Gabby speak. <clears throat> Gabby was hard. Yeah. How hard is How hard was it um, being in the house with the workout guru? Because I'm going to tell you something. Ken, your nephew, 
Your cousin. Well, your uncle. <laughs> or your cousin. Cousin. Where was 12? 13? He's a year older than me. He was already 215. Yeah. Wow. At 13. Really? Wow. By the time we were 16, 17, he was almost as big as Fred. I see him now. He, he needs a gym rat. I mean, rat. He a gym rat too. He at, at okay. all of them, Alfred, all of them. We, we don't call them the smalls. We call them the bigs. They all big. <laughs> big. Listen, Rick was a big, fast well, dude. Look at, my, look at my brother's son, first round pick of Rosier. Cliff. Cliff Rosier. Wow. That's my brother's son. So you have, okay. you have a lineage. First round pick for Goldsier. You have a lineage of athletes. Seven, seven foot. And you got and you to see the. Uh, and, and your core. Slacking off because I know other people were getting better. So the only way for me to get better was to outwork everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that was me making a better connection with him, but also making him know that I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my attitude aside. I'm gonna put my girly stuff to mm -hmm. the side, and I'm just gonna be real with you. Like I feel like I need to be more hardworking. I need to put put more work out there, and I need to stop arguing with you because I'm not gonna make it in life if I continue arguing with my father. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the um, realization I had to make with myself, and also. Like, even though we didn't really see eye to eye, I always knew that I needed my dad in my life to get to where I am today. You're, you're, you're blessed in 10 different ways. Right. I mean, we literally yeah. literally got in a fight one time in the car, man. It was like, you know, um, literally, just really, man, I used to cry, man. Yeah, People yeah, don't understand, yeah. man. When you're trying to push your children, man, and mm -hmm. people look at, well, it's dad doing it. Look all the greatest, look all the great players that played for their dads. Mm -hmm. Kobe. Yeah. Kobe. Hurleys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of them are champions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They're great. So that dad stuff, and yet the pictures, there's a picture sit on my wall, and I tell, I tell my kids, anything you want to say, who's on that ground? And the last week we got in there, I said, who's on that ground? They said, I said, Doug Flutie. They said, who is Doug Flutie? He's a Heisman winner. He's on the ground on my house, and who's standing over him? <laughs> right. That's a Heisman trophy. The year he won it, Sydney, I said, that's the pride that I take yeah. to give to my kids. And once Gabby Will started turning, look what happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do nothing no more. Well, that's where you want to be as a parent. Right. I just, I, I got out of yeah, Purvis Ellison came in the picture. Right. I remember you told me. When, when Purvis came, Purvis watched the play. And next thing I know, I'm, 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 I'm the family life chaplain down Fort, Fort Bragg. I get a call from Purvis, nervous Purvis. Mm -hmm. you know, I saw it because I remember taking his number two years ago. Right. So I just wrote, and I picked the phone up. Yeah, hey, what's up, big boom? And I'm like, Purvis, because I'm like, I watched this dude win the national yeah, championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. yeah with Louis. I watched him. I'm sitting right. on our lobby door mm -hmm. because I'm a Louisville freak because I was a Adidas freak. Mm -hmm. We feel me. We were yeah, Adidas yeah, yeah. shell toes yeah, freaks in our day. And Louisville wore, wore, they wore the shell yeah. back then. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, man, Louisville got the shells on. Mm -hmm. But Purvis wanted and he called me up and he said, hey, what's going with Gab? And I was like, man, she's working hard. And I know we needed some moves. Gabby is, is rough. Mm -hmm. And she, she give official problems. They don't need, if Gabby's a girl shack because she's so physical. Mm -hmm. So they like, man, this girl, <clears throat> does she follow? When Gabby just wave at somebody, go down, they blow the whistle. But when Purvis came in the picture, it totally changed the game. Am, am I right? Right. We started getting the drop back, steps, move, jump hooks, spin moves. Yeah. Because it was part, my time right? as a dad to get out of the way. To take, yeah. <clears throat> you got to be able yeah. to take a step yeah. back. 
Because I did, what, I did yeah. mine. You I know, took them. It's, it's, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's great that you add that in, Fred, because I, as my, like Baldy myself, coaching kids, and I've had instances where I had to tell kids, you go to that sideline and listen to your dad again, you can, you can sit with me or you can turn your uniform in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I had to, and later on, I had to go tell the dad, listen, for this hour, hour and a half, he mine. Mm-hmm. No disrespect. Right. But he's mine. Mm-hmm. Right. And you are hindering his growth by interfering with him right now. Mm-hmm. I said, when y'all get in the car, y'all get home, that's when y'all talk about all of this. Mm-hmm. But while he's out here playing, he's mine. I mean, I've even had instances where I had locker room talks with the kids. Listen, no disrespect. Parents, y'all got to leave. A couple times, yo, y'all got to get the F out. I now. I don't blame you, man. I, get out now. I, I still see. I saw it yesterday. And if you don't like it, take your kid with you when you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to be that. And right. it's all, it all boils down to myself and my uncle. We always told our kids, we are trying to prepare you for that high school and if you make it to that college. Mm-hmm. See, because right now, you got us the whole time. You do something. Call you to the side, look, listen, this is what you're supposed to do, whatever, whatever, whatever. Maybe your first year in high school, depending on what high school you go to. Mm-hmm. But we know Philly. The high schools that we have in Philly, mm-hmm. you're going to have some high schools where the coach is going, I told him, Baldy, go get him. Yo. Go get him. Yo. And you're going to come to the sideline as that athlete, go, and you're going to be like, coach, right. Right, go listen. sit down. And don't even look at you when go, you walk, go when sit you down. Walk past. I said, now, yeah, at that level, yeah. later on, the coach after the game going to say something to you. I said, but when if you make it, God's grace, if you make it to that big-time D1 guy like Baldy said, coach ain't even going to look at you. Right. It's going to be incumbent upon you to get a moment. Coach, can I come talk to you? Mm-hmm. We are preparing you for that now. I said, but at some point, mm-hmm. as a parent, like Freddie said, you got to back off. You got to. Because if you don't, your child is never going to be able to have that conversation where they say, look, coach, I need to talk. We need to talk. Well, and you can kill your relationship with your child. With your child. Absolutely. That's, that, that's the main thing. Right, that's right. That's where, that, that's where that thing comes in with coach. Like, no, nah, I don't want to play And that no maturity part, like, yeah. like I said, you blessed beyond blessed because, one, you got a mother that's a nurturer, that's a supporter. Right. She's there, and she's the worst at the games. I, well, yeah, I've heard, I've heard it in the background. I, I had to leave, walk away from her. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, but but Everybody's I will say her. this though, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the support system. It's a support, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. and the mm-hmm. fact that you have a you have a father who played professionally on the highest yeah. stage that you're trying to get to. Yeah. Well, who else can pave the way for? Who else can right. tell you what you're going to encounter? You got that balance. Because there's a lot of players out here that do not have a father, right? right? Mm-hmm. right. Don't have a father, period. Period. And so what happens is when the when when they're getting recruited, mom ain't got a clue. Yep. Right. But that goes. But back then to, the coaches sometimes become the surrogate. Because that, that goes back you to know? what you're saying. That right. But you got an in-house. Mm-hmm. You got an in-house role model. Of student athleticism. Yep. The blueprint is set. He's already done it. He's made the he's made the mistakes. He's fixed the mistakes. Right. So the the lane for you is, hey, listen, here go the tracks. All you got to do is just get on the track. It's called investment. You You know, you can invest into your children. You can invest into your family. But like she said, 
you gotta want it. You gotta want it. Yep. And that's the maturity factor that a lot of yep. players they just don't get. They and, don't get and it. And they get it when yeah. it's when you it's know too you late. know what they wanted that you know I'm a big yep. Shaw yep. brother karate freak. You know we oh yeah come on oh, y'all yeah. I know karate five daily mm-hmm. brother baby every, every, every that Saturday we had the movie watching our karate movie yep. we still do. Mm-hmm. You remember this movie Lightning Swords of Death? Oh yeah. Remember what yeah. he did with his son when he had to get rid of it? He had to because his son was weight. And the government was after him. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I can't take you, but let me see. He put the sword down. He put the ball down. Mm-hmm. And he said, if he go to the ball, then I got to kill him because mm-hmm. he's going to be weight. But if he grabs the sword, then I'll take him with me. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I did with my kids, I would just put a weight there. In front. A dumbbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I buy another dumbbell. Then I buy some kettlebell. Mm-hmm. And I buy a rope. And this is when you know they want it. When Gabby start picking up that, when I used to make Gabby jump rope, I used to make a jump rope. Gabby jump ropes all the time. And I got that from Ali, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but when Gabby started picking, this is when I really, Gabby used to come pick the rope up for herself. Yeah. And go mm-hmm. jump. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to say nothing mm-hmm. no more. Once the wheels started turning, then I knew, okay, she got yeah. it. Yeah. It makes it easier. It makes it easier. It makes it a lot easier. And then when Purpose came in, Purpose hooked, connect us with some really, her um, AAU team was was awesome. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had eight the girls went D one off that team. That was team. what? Number seven in the nation. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, and they had what? Um, what three, four? Uh, um, with you, um, all McDonald's um candidates. Five. Five. Seven of us were all McDonald's. All, candidates. all, all done. And wow. when Purvis introduced us to that kind of talent, and then she's trained with Lance, who mm-hmm. starts with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Lance where? Mm-hmm. Lance where? Her and Lance. Mm-hmm. Purvis would make okay. them two Probably train together. Mm-hmm. That's when I said, boop, all right, yeah. ah, I'm good. Right, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And like hey. you said, didn't they, they, they were there. Never yep. interrupt yep. nothing. Like I said, like when my son and my wife and my son, me and my wife went through it all the time. He went, why he ain't teaching him how to play basketball? I said, I can only show him, but so much. True. Okay. But the, the biggest thing I got out of that, which was most impressive from my son, we sat down and we had to talk. I told him, I said, you got to let him go. So you got to leave him alone. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it. But then I said, you know what, I'll talk to him. And I gave him a week or so or whatever. And I just sat down. We just started talking. And I just threw it in the conversation. And I said, son, why, why are you going to be playing basketball with the kids or whatever? He said, well, dad, he said, you got to understand. He said, I understand that you play basketball and that's your passion. I said, yeah. He said, but I just want to be good enough to play with my friends. I don't want to be, he said, I'm not the athlete. I don't want to be a division one, a star, whatever. He said, I just want to be able to play where I don't be the last one picked where it's like, oh, we got to take him. Mm-hmm. He said, I just want to play and be able to play now, with my how friends. How you accept that? You know, some parents are. I took it yeah. as... That's what he wanted. No, I took it as I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I took it, and the reason I say I was blessed is because like you just was getting ready to bring up the majority of the time, your kid is not going to tell you that at 10, 11. Right. He's 13 now. So I told him, we did that when he was 11. You know, he wanted to play basketball. I told him, I said, look, you're going to play and you're going to go. And then I saw it while I was there watching. I saw him wanting to be the teacher. Instead of him doing the drills, he's telling, look, no, this is what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to aim at the square and the ball would go in. And I'm just looking at mm-hmm. him like, but again, like I said, with me, being a coach and knowing, I held all that till we got in the car. Mm-hmm. When we got in the car, listen, son, 
you were supposed to be doing the drills too. You weren't supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Signing yeah. Too. That's, the I said, that's what the coach is there for. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I was impressed and blessed at the same time where he had enough to tell me, look, Dad, I don't want to be a star. I just want to be able to play with my friends when we play. You know, he wants to be an engineer. I'm totally that's okay homely, with that. That's very homely. I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Yeah, but I just said, I'm totally okay with that. And when I told his mom, she was like, you sure? I said, I didn't coerce him or nothing. I said, all I did was coyly bring it up in the general conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just asked him, what's going on? What's up? Why you don't? And I said, I didn't even say anything about me. I just said, why do you not play with the kids all the time? They hit it out there. When they shooting around, play, when they start playing the game, he would tend to drift to the side and not want to play. And like mm-hmm. you said, as a parent, I'm noticing all this. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go out there when he's playing with the kids and say, yo, what are you doing? You yeah, supposed to be. Yeah. No, when you yeah. come in the house, when you get something, you get a moment. Look, let me ask you something. So, again, for you to do what you did, and like you said, you have to know mm-hmm. as a parent when it's your time mm-hmm. to kick your feet up and back off. Yeah. And I think that's one of the lost arts with a lot of these kids now, I'm going to stop saying kid, a lot of these young okay. athletes. When I fell in love with basketball was when my freshman year in high school was going pretty well. I was like a top freshman in, in the country. Um, I was a number one freshman in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working my way up, and towards the end of the year, I accomplished so much. And I literally sat down in my room one day, just sitting there thinking about it, playing with my ball, watching TV, window open, everything. You know what? I had a conversation with God, mm-hmm. and I was like, what do you have planned for me? Where do you see my life going? And when I was sitting there just hearing him, feeling him, understanding what he wanted me to do, I looked outside, I saw all these kids coming up and down the street, and then I went over to my brother's room and I saw them outside playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, is this something you're telling me right now, God? Mm-hmm. Is, this, is basketball the thing I need to do? Right. And you know what? And I just sat there and I was like, you know, I feel like this is what I need to do for the rest of my life. You know, a lot of people inspired me, like Brittany Griner, mm-hmm. um, Diana Taurasi, mm-hmm. all of them. And especially right now, my biggest idol is Natasha Cloud. Oh, yeah. She's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. St. Joe's. Right? St. Joe's right mm-hmm. there. They just won it. Uh, mm-hmm. T9. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, Natasha Cloud gave her big ups. Uh, Absolutely. For winning the gold medal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know you know she good friends with? with Real uh, good friends with Jane. Jay-C. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jay Saint. James Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Clark. Yep. Yeah, that, that was the reason why I said it, because I know that everybody at some particular time, you know, when you love that game, and I'm talking about when you love it, I used to cry when I couldn't go go get to the courts. And then I realized, like, I remember when I lost, like, three basketballs, and my pop was like, I'm not buying you no more basketballs. You know what I did? Mm-hmm. I realized I can work out without a ball. Right. <laughs> wow, right. So I start doing moves, everything in my head. I felt yeah. like I was on the butter rim, yeah. like I was nuts. So right. you know, I'm I'm yeah. doing all these things and and not yeah. knowing yeah. that collegiate players were working out without a basketball. Yeah. I was about twelve, yeah. not yeah. knowing that. If you but ask, I was doing it out of out of not mm-hmm. having access to a ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. what yeah. I mean. If you ask Malik Alvin and DJ Rivera, oh yeah, played under me and me and my uncle Skip. Hey, Auntie Joe was tuning. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we had several practices. Where we you went in the gym, the and we didn't even bring the ball. Right. And you I, know, at that I, age, 12, players. 13, 14, <laughs> a lot of kids are bringing basketballs with them. Mm-hmm. My uncle would dump the basketballs out of the net bag in the back of his car. We'd mm-hmm. take the empty bag in. And he'd come in with a basketball. Mm-hmm. First thing right we need you to do, put that ball in that bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But they're balling it, it, that it really back. Does. It cuts. And, it cuts into your. Uh, and they would initially. They were thinking like their first thought was like, Coach, how are we gonna have basketball parties without a basketball? We should play with a sock and a hand. And we say, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, but the crazy part is, but the crazy part is, right? But the crazy part is, you go through all the motions, you do right. all the movies. I said, look, uh-huh. just do what y'all do. We're gonna run through these drills. We're gonna go up and down for about five minutes, scrimmage a little bit, whatever. Right. They was like, but we ain't got no ball. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Saturday would come around on game days, mm-hmm. and we start the game. And we look up, it's five minutes into the game. We up 20. The other team called timeout. The only thing me and my coach was saying those timeouts was like, look, y'all standing here anxious to get back out and finish playing. Look at them. The other team is getting yelled at by their coach, and they all sitting on the bench like this, sucking wind. They all got their heads in, waving at mom and dad. I need a Gatorade. I need some water. And I said, and look at y'all. Y'all just standing here chomping at the bit to get back out there. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what that come from? It's conditioning. That comes from conditioning and being having it in your head, yep. what you're going to see in it before it happens. Mm-hmm. You can't do that all the time with the ball. The ball takes away from it. Right. I said, yeah. now, you got it now. Then after that, they would sometimes come in, Coach, we using balls today. <laughs> uh, we don't know yet. We might have a little bit, but it instills that love. It, it strengthens that love. And then it's, it instills that technique for you as a, a player. Meditation is, is, is the key because I, Gabby would, this year here, Gabby would call me. And I, before the season, I mean, you know, Gabby started out great this season. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to let a little personal thing we ain't going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Gabby started out 10 10 every night. 10 10. That's work in mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. 12, 10 rebounds, 8 rebounds. 14 points. So she was she had a great start. And and then she got to a point I said, What's going on, George? Do you do you visualize? Because I will play the games in my mind, I would turn out the lights. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I used to go get me a oh a, a quarter OE. Oh <laughs> yes, sir. A 40. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was enough for me back then. Go to my dorm room, room uh-huh. right? Right. And I would think of this game in my mind so much. While I'm sipping on that 40. Mm-hmm. And I will see myself doing, doing things that yeah. I want to do in the game. Right. I will play it in my mind. Probably before I would start on Mondays. By the time it got to uh, the Friday night, I did it maybe repetition of over 2,000. Yeah. Maybe how many times in my mind. Yeah. And I remember when Doug Flutie was getting so much props coming into Morgantown and Keith Jackson. Yeah. Whoa, Nelly was coming to West Westford. Yeah, Keith yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. That's the man back then. We mm-hmm. had Keith Jackson Absolutely. coming in. I said, man, nobody knows who I am. I'm going to be starting it. And I said, if I can get this guy mm-hmm. from national mm-hmm. TV, from the Humney, Humney millions of viewers, <laughs> and have Keith Jackson, Jackson says, and Smalls gets him again. Yeah. Boom. I visualized that so much. Played in my mind. You see myself getting him, getting him. I wanted to get him just once. I want him getting him. Three times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's when I became a doctor to visualization. Yeah. So I, I, I tell Gabby, Gabby, go mm-hmm. in your room, turn your lights out for about 10, 15 minutes, and just see yourself, yeah, see yourself doing, doing what doing you want to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. 
Yeah, see, yeah. see, visualize it. Visualize. When you play it in your mind, yeah. I guarantee you, you minimize mistakes. It, man, like, yeah. it manifests because even that's biblical. Yeah, it that's is. Biblical. Yeah, it is. That's biblical. That's Bible. Absolutely. It's meditation. Yeah, it yeah. is. You know, and, and people understand. And Gabby started doing that. And guess what? She told. She, I said, did you see? She said, yeah, Dad. Hey, what was your number? Yeah. Twelve ten. Told you. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of kids don't take that time out. Don't take it at all. To yep. sit back, and they wonder why Kobe Bryant never went out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Kobe was so much into this meditation. The game, the game was staying his away life. from everybody. Life. Yeah. Focus in. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't participate with others, and everybody yeah. called him like he's some not anti-sociable. Yep. Well, like, well, you I got guys. Remember. You got guys that love it. Yep. Right. And you love got guys that hate it. Like it. Like it. Like it. Like, so money, money will separate that. Oh too. yeah, well, I like money, but Definitely. I love money. But that's yep. why I was yeah. going to ask you, and, right. and that's kind of crazy that we were saying yeah. that you were talking about visualization. And one of my questions to you was, what is your what is your pregame ritual? What is the things that you do prior to the game that gets you in that mode? Some people, some people, ah, 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 they, they, See, when Lewis, you play Ray football, Lewis. Yeah, Ray Lewis. when you play football, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dig in. Basketball, right. for some reason, for me in high school, I could football games. I, you, you know, like in high school, I was. Let's let's get it. Yeah, you hit some right. Well, basketball is a little different. I want to kind of like be at peace a little bit, calm, mm -hmm. because the butterflies gonna come. How do you get rid of the butterflies? Yep. Is right. it after? The first hit football, some people get their first hit, and they good. Yeah, yeah that's And really basketball, some people, it's their first layup, their first jump shot, whatever rhythm it is. Mm -hmm. But what precedes it is what you present on the court. Right. So what is your ritual? What is the thing that you do? And I hate to use the word ritual, right. but what is your... Your What's essence your of knowledge, your, your prep that you go, mm -hmm. that you go into. Because mm -hmm. there, are young, there are young people that play this game. Nobody's ever taught them to do these things. Right. So there may be something in your category of things that you do that somebody may adopt to their pregame connection to how to go into a game. What is your focus and your mind frame of going into a collegiate game? Like, that's big stuff. Right. You know what I mean? What is your what what is it that you do to prep for that game? Before every game, I make sure to pray. Mm -hmm. Once I wake up, get a nice prayer in, take a shower, and then I just put my speaker on and I play my playlist. I have a game playlist where I play it every single day before practice, mm -hmm. before games, and I just keep playing that playlist. Like, athlete. Food. Yep. A true athlete does Food. What about food? Food? Yeah. You don't want to eat shit. A little apple? No, fruit. You can't do all that though. You can't. Yeah, you can't eat that. Yeah, yeah. Some right. people. Some yeah, you can't do that. Gabby, Gabby scary before games because Gabby don't look at you or talk Man, to you. Well, yeah, she in her zone. Right. In the car, when I have to take Gabby to games, no watch. Yeah. I put my earbuds in. She look at you like this. And she like, so with my, my, my wife will pray. She don't even yeah. talk to you or say anything. Even in the locker room, like right before the game, like my earbuds are in. I'm looking at my mirror. I'm just on my phone, minding my business. My teammates are always trying to talk to me. I'm focused. like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm focused. Like, Tell them about who's in the car first. Me. Before any game, we, we're, we're leaving in an hour. 
Who's in the car with a bag on like this? That's my new first Gabby Hatton. It's that dedication. Yeah. Gabby go sit in the dog on car for an hour before. We're not even leaving yet and just be there by ourselves. You got to be to yourself. You got to be. You definitely got to be to yourself at some particular time. Definitely. Some people don't. Some people like the the run around. The run around crazy. Yeah. But for a lot of people, it seemed like that that minute. Yeah. Precision of meditation. What you yeah. say see, is basketball. Real. I play intro. both sports. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people know basketball is my my free yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I grew up hunting in park playing basketball. Mm-hmm. We didn't really play football, but the nah, same. Yeah, let's be tough. Thanks balls. for tuning in. Mm-hmm. So basketball was always my sport, and I would catch the train from Philly to go play at, at Rutgers and all, and just just to, just to test. Right. But football. I have to be angry, mean. Yeah, you ain't got right? any choice. Now, watching basketball, I'm going to tell you the difference. And, and if this is true. It's a philosophy. Football, if I have to be focused. For, yeah. I, I, need least, I need least four or five days before a game. Yeah, I need that. I mean, yeah, I got okay. to get it in about four. But not one, two. One, two ain't going to be a game ain't for enough. me. Yeah. And, 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 and I've and I got to be hard and, and mad inside, angry. Mm-hmm. Basketball, I can't play if I'm like that. Basketball, I have to be calm and relaxed. Yeah, and yeah. get argued, and I can't get into talks. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know what. It basketball is a different I have to be sport. Very yeah, it's calm. a difference. It's, it's, yeah. it's different. Basketball and football are way different. Like yeah. for basketball, you gotta have that mindset. Like you gotta mm-hmm. come to the gym ready at all times. Like, Absolutely. You're gonna be looking down that bench and choosing who's gonna go in next, who's gonna mm-hmm. go in that right. person next. Mm-hmm. For football, like it's different. You get that first hit, you're good for. Be- but for basketball, it's all mental. Just yeah. like how Kobe said, you gotta have that mentality to play yeah. the sport because it's all mental. How did that trend? Oh, my fault, Dave. Yeah. Well, no, I was just gonna say, like, real quick before, one of the reasons that me and Baldy click, and just real quick, the story, I was doing the podcast on my own. Good friend of mine, Baldy, just come on through. He saw me doing, come on through. We're sitting, talking, whatever. Lost my initial partner. Look, you mind coming and sitting? And he came in. Long story short, though, we always talk about things that we do as coaches and how we approach the game and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love about what Baldy says, and I started saying it to people I know myself, watching basketball, watch the game on mute. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people off. are saying to me like, well, turn the volume why would I want to watch the game watch with, right. with no volume? volume. It's like, well, this and that. I and I said, because nine times out of ten, you're going to miss something with the way the game is broadcast and the way the game is commentated now. Right. Like mm-hmm. you said, even back then, uh, Kevin Keith Jackson, boom, gets him again. If you don't hear that, but you see it, it goes back into that, what you said, the mm-hmm. meditation True. and the visualization where you like, Mm. Yeah, because now you can mm. pause it and rewind it back. Yeah. Turn you know, it off and pause. And he got the same. It's a little bit easier. It. It's right. a little bit easier in basketball. Watching you know basketball I mean? than football. I agree. And like right. you said, it's two mm. different animals. But it's a little bit easier in basketball, but it gives you that sense of the visualization where you could even say to yourself, Oh, all right. Like I used to always say, say, Kobe, Kobe catch the ball and you get that out. And I would be sitting there, get that out the net. He get that elbow, get the, the ball at the elbow. Hey, get that out the net. They going down the other end. And people be, my friends and coworkers be looking at me like, how the fuck you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, because I watch basketball. Yeah. I said, and I've started watching it. A lot of games, certain players I watch without the volume on. I heard, and, I heard Bobby Hurley. And when you do that, 
That's and then you bring, and then me being a coach. Yeah, and then with me also being a coach. Oh, all right. He did that UCLA cut. I got this kid on my team that he could get a lot of easy buckets that way, and I take that and incorporate it into my game, into my coaching stuff. So, and it, and like for me with basketball preparing for games, I was kind of like Baldy. I needed to be by myself. When I went to high school, we went, I went to Bodine. We had to walk four or five blocks to fourth and Fairmount to our gym. I was always walking away from the group. When the group caught up, I slowed down, let them get ahead of me. Then I got Because like Baldy said, Butterfly's going to be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, oh, I wasn't the biggest scorer. Mm-hmm. I felt I always felt the need to let the game come to me. Mm-hmm. So when I got in a lot of games, once I got that one rebound or that second rebound, you was good to go. I'm good now. Yeah. Now I know I'm gonna get me a shot somewhere mm-hmm. because I was a shooter. But I'm not going into the <clears> game <throat> looking. Oh, I got to get this shot. I'm gonna do something. That's going to get me in the game. I need to let the game come to me. When I started playing with other players, the Heidi Hearts, um, Don Polks, uh, Sad Eye, played with them a little bit. And they would always tell me, yo, we love how you play. Like, we're trying to get you in the game. I'm good. Do what y'all do. Let me get myself in it. We ended up winning two championships at fourth and Fairmont in the league. And they loved me because I was never the type Look, y'all ain't giving me the rock, this, that, that. Mm-hmm. No, y'all do what y'all do. If I score, I score. If I don't, I'm going to do everything else yeah. that I can to help us win. Because you can't just be out there. Right. Because right. I, no, I, I can't just be out there. Yeah, right. If you can be out there, Absolutely. then I got five other jokes right, right, I can put right. in there yeah. and do what you don't. So, so you know, it, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot that goes into it. And just to piggyback real quick, just to piggyback what Gabby said, you never know. When your number going because she said the coach is looking down at he looking down that line, yeah. and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I know Dwayne gonna get in there and try and get a rebound. Me a little bit, yo, and give I know exactly at yeah, that point I know, and and people thought I was strange when they was like, well, did you start? I said I start if I have to. I said, but me personally, I prefer to come off the bench. And they right. said, well, why you don't want to be? I said because. If I come off the bench, see I see I've seen a lot of more of what's going on, and I know where to get in. I know where I get in and do what I need to do. Watch it, Gab. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it, Gab. Ricky De Jesus. a starter. Big Rick. And the reason Ricky De Jesus is tuned in. That's a this is reason why they put Gabby at the six. Okay, Rick. They put Gabby at the six. Because Gabby's so physical, they, they got a saver and keeper. Right. Because Gabby go and eats people up mm-hmm. easy. And so when we get them fouled, so Gabby is probably, to me, Gabby's the best player I've seen Joe's, mm-hmm. without a doubt. They all know that. But I told Gabby, look at it this way. I get a call from Gary Williams. Gary used to be the head coach of Mercy County College. He said, let, let us sit there. Because the starter that who Gabby can really handle it's going to be coming out when you're coming in. Right. You're getting the second string girl. Mm-hmm. Eat it up. And, or even if the starter's in there, she's tired, you're right. fresh, and you're a genuine starter. Mm-hmm. So you just sit there and just sit things over and say, well, is she tired now? 
oh, she's going out, or they bring her in, or I'm, I'll tear her off. Oh, she's time to run her down. Mm-hmm. That's the greatness of sitting and watching. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Everybody because 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 you you're a star. You you can get yours, but you get to watch this person who's tired now, who's supposed to be guarding you, and you're coming and you're t- you mm-hmm. tear him up, you yeah. run him, mm-hmm. or. Now you, she's got to go out. And you're and coming got, in. Yeah, right. Here come the second string. Right. Oh, they're going to bring her in? Oh, oh my yeah. God. And right. I told guys again, sit there and just watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you go in there, you understand yeah. if you're going to get a tired player or you're going to get the second team yeah. player. Either way, I'm going to tear Absolutely. him up. Absolutely. Or either way, is your advantage. Yep. And that's the thing that we, we you know, right. just trying to help. But she she calls her dad, though, before one thing. I know her, man. She, she calls her dad. And when she's worried about something, mm-hmm. about game, because... Gabby takes things like we're, we're probably the same kind of people, mm. a girl, boy. I'm not gonna lie, I do hate losing. That's and a big problem. She'll call when hey, something's hey. on her mind. A lot of people and I, do. And I try to give her the ease. A lot of people do. But to go back to what you're saying, I used to watch Coach Neal. And Coach know when we gonna win or lose. Mm-hmm. Coach Dad, Coach Neal, 16 years at West Virginia. No, 20 something years at West Virginia. 16 bowl appearances, two national championship appearances. Because we went to national championship two years after I left. We played mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Right. No, they okay. had that squad, yeah, yeah, but yeah. and we lost when Major got hurt. What year was that? 88. Yeah, eighty-eight. Yeah, eighty-eight. Yeah, right. But coach knows when we gonna win or lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're running your mouth mm-hmm. and pre-game win. prep, you know, says, "Yeah, Freddie, you talking too much." Yeah, they let you know. They, they, he, he watched the it's focus. A vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. That focus, you know. Absolutely. You go in our locker room before, mm-hmm. like Friday night. Because they take us away mm-hmm. to the hotels to get us away from the population. Right. 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 Not one drop. Because they, everybody knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And when he gets to that game prep, you think, oh, it's going to be a good one. I know. I said, everybody was focused, man. You I said, oh, the cats running their mouth. Well, that's when you, that's when, that's when you, 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 you fall for the hype. Right. Yeah. And you get out of context of mm-hmm. what made you good. He think you're not, he, he think you're not right. ready. You're not you know, focused. What made you good was, yeah. was your focus. Right. Yeah. Now you're think you're not focused. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to play? Yeah. How bally he would say. Yeah. Are you right. sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he'll say stuff. You are you eating? If you talk too much, why are you eating? He's like, yep. you sure you ready to go? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But that was his way of excuse me of observing. How how do your coach know if you're already? They always ask me questions before every single game. Gabby, you focused? Gabby, you listening to what I'm trying to say? Gabby, Gabby, I'm trying to talk to you. Gabby, you focused? You ready for this game? It's like a constant question. Like, you got to be focused. Like, are you focused? Absolutely. Because when you get out there, she's going to be expecting a lot. Like, Cindy Griffin, like, she expects a lot out of you, especially Mm. when you get out there. Like, every minute counts. Like, when you out there making a play or even making, like, a transition play, Mm. you literally need to have your mind focused on what you're doing on and off the court because... The bench people, like you're watching, yeah, you but you gotta be ready to go at all times. You gotta mm-hmm. be yep. tuned in just like the starting fives tuned in. Mm-hmm. You're not yep. tuned in on the bench when you get out there. You definitely not gonna have a good game. Have she ever set anybody back down? Like go to send, send somebody in, and they think it was ready, and tell them to go sit down, sit down. She has done that a couple times. <laughs> you got to. A couple times. You got to yeah. go right. with your Bob. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Your Bob. Your Bob. Get in there. Sit down. Sit down. Listen. Dwayne, come on. You like, who, me? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yep. What do you yep. mean, who me? Right, right. right. That means you're not, you not, you not even in the game. 
We don't know what you're going down there. Who, me? I don't know what you're going to do when you get out there. You're supposed to be on the edge of your seat looking at him like, I know I'm about to get called. This means everything. You know what my coach told me? If I see you leaning back on the bench like this, or sitting back on the bench like this, you ain't never getting it. Okay, you took so much. Body language. You got to be like. Your body language. You got to be here. And if you got your helmet in your hand, that helmet better be in your hand. And guess what? He wants you to follow him every move. Every time Even if you in the game, just follow me. Follow me. If he's looking you down there. You better be next to him. Coaches are coaches. They chew you out. They cuss. The one thing about coaches is coaches have have things about them. Very very superstitious people. Coaches are very superstitious. I mean, down to how they look at an individual. How. How they used to see in your uniform. Hey, you normally don't wear. What, what's this? What's right. this new? You know, all that stuff plays it into a coach's weird, psyche it's true, it's true. Yep. on the feeling of how they're going to coach this game. Yeah. And it's a weird thing because, like you oh, said, man. they all superstitious. Yeah. I knew co- my coach played in Super Bowl one. Tony Demidio. Yeah. Tony Demidio went to Westchester University. Way back then. All American. Ended up in. He was with no, yeah, no, no well, he was, with, he, it was Green Bay and Kansas City. Kansas City played for the Chiefs. City. So he played for the Chiefs. Chiefs. Played for the yeah. Super Bowl one. Yeah, right. they lost Green Bay, but yeah. Super Bowl one. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. When I was a ball player, and he asked me that I want to play football, mm-hmm. I said, "All right, you got to talk to my basketball coach because he don't want me to play football." Yeah. He said, "Don't worry about that. I'm on it. I need smart players." So what he kind of like had me do was we had a playbook about that thick in high school. At Albany, yeah. Listen, we ran a pro set. Yeah. Power. I know. I just want to come. Somebody. I went to couple couple Albany. And and this is when nobody threw the ball. Nobody threw the ball back then. Everybody ran the ball. Run the ball. Mm -hmm. We threw the ball. So he said, listen, I'm going to put you in on offense. I said, whoa, man. You know, I'm a defensive guy. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) He said, listen. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a waste of talent not to use you where I can use you. So I'm gonna put you at slot back, mm-hmm. but you're really gonna be in moving in motion, and you're really a down blocker. I want you to get this outside line. Oh, he get you to kick out that kick out the kick. Say the no more. Right. I got the angle on him. I got the right. angle. The on angle him. But everybody ran the ball. Right. So what we would do, I would I would slide down, put a hit, and then I would peel out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we ended up having a very good team. But what happens is you learn how to be a leader because right. a football team is totally different. Right. So you got 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense. Then you got your kickoff team. Then you got your punt team. So you got these special teams. All, we all got to be in yeah. one phase of it. Out of the three phases ain't right, it could cost you everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What? So it's a weird thing with basketball is I always say it's, it's, a, it's a three-dimensional sport. Right. Really four. Because it's up, down, left, right. Sometimes you're on the floor. Mm-hmm. Where specific positions on the football field are not up, down, side. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's forward. To right. the left, to the right. 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 That's what makes basketball different. Right. Because we got to go from playing offense to transition to defense. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that part of the game, it changes you. It kind of like creates a different lane for you. Uh, in basketball, like it, if you're a football guy, you can transition to basketball as long as you can kind of control that 
that aggression. Aggression, right. right. But every basketball player can't play football. No, right. no. It it just it just it doesn't mm-hmm. materialize in the way and that you'll it should. notice. And this just me saying it because you know everybody really think you know everybody says Big Fred. Yeah. But what is Big Fred game? What do I do that nobody well, respects? Well, I'm well, a, you, I shoot. Well, you a jump shot shooter. Yeah. No, see, no, nobody knows that. That's why. Nobody mean. ever knows that. Oh, you got, you but got see, here's the thing: arms. you're talking about a six three, two hundred fifty, forty five pound dude. Man. I'm a deep right guy. So I'm not I'm thinking shooting. if if you're playing against him for the first time. You're not expecting you thinking shoot, gorilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down in the post. You're not thinking a finesse guy that can go one dribble pull up, one two dribble pull up, one two dribble, get shimmy that elbow and pull up. Right. I, I knew his spots. When we played together, I could tell Fred, yo, Fred, slide off that, that pill off that. I got you. That ball coming yeah, back. Ball pull. And I popped that, that, that 24. I knew where and he nobody, was going to be. We would go places, right? We take five. And they first thing with boxing, they, we already got it set. Everybody we play like, yo, we're like, yo, we gonna go to we gonna go to Big Fred first. They think he gonna he gonna bang them. Let Big Fred hit about four five and ball him. I'm consistent because I practice the shot. My kids didn't know that. How great I was with the jump shot. Mm-hmm. A couple of West Virginia basketball players, no guys bust them <laughs> yeah. with it. And boy, yeah. we would go play somebody, right? By the time we get started, they don't even play me, right? Mm-hmm. They just well, he ain't coming yeah, down. Yeah, 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 right. down. Bam, oh that's luck. Bam, we come in. Big Fred, mm-hmm. bam, we up five button. Dog, big yeah. man shoot like that. And now they got to come out. Now, 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 come out. Coming out. now when they come out, he can put the ball now, on the Now I put the ball right. on the floor and I'm mm-hmm. going down or I come back to them. Now they get involved. Yeah, yeah. We used to yeah. run that so much on people mm-hmm. when we went, like we went down to, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, on, um, well, Tip White when they played there. Oh, McGonagall. McGonagall. Outside, outside court. Oh, yeah, on okay. Birch, on 16th Street. 16th Street, or up in Fairmount Park. We just do that. Yeah, yo, 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 let Big Fred shoot the first couple of shots to get you know, get up. Yeah. They, they don't they don't play. So right. what I learned that was because I used to go to Huntington Park every day. I used to go, just go work out, do my sprints. I just take the ball with me. I just right. go do my sprints. I always go sprint. And I told the best thing that any athlete can do is go run, mm-hmm. sprint, just sprint, do some uh, 10 100s, 1080s. Mm-hmm. That that's the greatest thing for the body in their sport. Yeah. Then I just go on the court by myself and shoot about three Larry Birds at 350. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go shoot that the, mm-hmm. by myself. And you yeah. gotta make three all that time. Yeah. Yeah. I just shoot 350. You gotta make, make all yeah. and make, make three fifty. Uh, Stephon yeah. Curry said he hit what three hundred straight the other day. Listen, yeah. you gotta yeah. make three fifty. Yeah. See, that's I mean, what that I mean. Court, that just a kid can go to the court. Every day in practice and practice the wrong stuff. Right. They can tell you, I, I, I took 500 shots. Well, how many you make? Yeah, that's true. What you mean? Well, there's a percentage involved. Yeah. Right. You shot 500. How many did, did you, you make? make? Yep. Where'd you start from? Make 20 in front, 20 off the glass, take a two mm-hmm. steps back, 20 off the glass, 20 in the middle, 20, take another step back. Mm-hmm. Take another step back. You got to make these before you move to the next. Yep. So when you start counting all those positions, mm-hmm. you looked up, you'd have made about two, three hundred shots. Yeah. Right. We got her. Um, it's, it's, it's just that guy. repetition thing that we talked about. Every Me and talked about. Hey, yep. it's we, we got a shooting coach. That's right. Your whole and life is about repetition. Last year, what was your, we, we, we was 54 in the free throws. Yeah, uh, 54 percent free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. So she had a shooting year. coach, and right? And seventy what? Seventy one this oh, year. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, this this is yeah. what did it. Roger, tell him. How, oh, go ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. How, how, how you went? Yeah. Wait, that, see, Roger, you don't, you don't count the twenty percent. Right. It's really forty percent. Forty. Right. Right. So she went forty percent better in free throws 
because practicing how, practicing how to shoot the jump. Yeah. But tell, say yep. some things that he was telling you. Yeah. So, so in terms of your percentage getting better, how it got better, we know. But what was it about your your shooting at that particular time that it it was it wasn't as high as it should have been? It was the form. Like my form was awkward. I was shooting it weird. Like I was shooting back here instead of like proper to the nose and then go up and hold it. Mm-hmm. So when we were working on it, he literally told me from the jump, "This is the worst shot I've ever seen in my life." I was like, "I honestly." You had the Robert Parrish jump, yeah. 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 Robert Parrish. So so, and it's, it's psychological. Free throws are psychological. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But okay. it was the form in general. And what was it like when you started to to know that it was getting better? What was it that 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 you saw you were doing. I know it was the form and possibly the follow-through, but was it the confidence? Did, did your confidence change? My confidence did actually change. Like, this year, like, all my percentages for everything, points, rebounds, block shots, assists per game, everything went up this year. Mm-hmm. And my coaches were actually shocked. Like, they couldn't believe, like, how much I went up higher than everybody else on the team in just, like, one year after playing just one season. And this season was actually a weird season. Like, we were in, like, six quarantines. Mm -hmm. So that gave me enough time to keep working on it. And I just kept doing reps, kept going at it, just kept my form going. And I would literally, like, before practice, after practice, or even between practice, I would literally shoot five foul shots, keep Mm -hmm. that form going, keeping it. I got to keep it like this. I got to keep it like this. Even over the weekend, like, I like to shoot by myself. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I like to work out independently. Mm-hmm. Like, the gym's myself. Like, I'm going to be in there for, like, two hours, three hours by myself mm-hmm. just working. That's just the type of person I am. I just love being in the gym. Like, I can't sit in one place at one time. If I'm not at the gym, then I'm definitely not happy yeah, at all. Yeah, I feel you on that. But it goes with what you're saying is that prep, is that prep, is that consistency of getting out there. Like, I don't know what they do now in college. They didn't got a little soft on it. But at West Virginia, we was in the football every day. We had one week off. Mm-hmm. That was week when I That's came abuse home. now. No, that was a week when I came home. <laughs> yeah, right, right. How about that? Somebody going to call it abuse, how they going to call it dyphus on you? Right, and they going to call it, now they call it abuse. <laughs> yeah. We had one week off, and that was the off. Abuse hotline. That was right. normally the week after the bowl game. Yeah. You came home for Christmas. Came for Christmas, mm-hmm. Other yeah, than that, yeah, you go yeah, back. Christmas break, yeah. They have the team meeting. They have to tell the seniors who are done, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Get thank you, thank you, bye. And from that moment, now you're back again. So you only had like really a week, seven days off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what the article is, but article, I'm just going to say it. Like an article 3080. Yeah, That's absolutely. abuse. That's abuse. So, <laughs> it's abuse. With, so with now that, they have yeah, yeah. so much they yeah. can hit now. So, right. so much you can do they can in terms hit of contact and just being in the gym. They put So it, it forces the player to work out independently if they mm-hmm. really want it because there's so many hours and time that's allotted by a coach being with the players. You know the saying, you, you, you you're, know best at, you're best at when nobody see what when, you do. When nobody's watching. Watch yeah. Absolutely. So working out by yourself yeah. really like builds your confidence. Like That's what I notice as well. When I work out by myself, I feel more confident in my shot. I feel more confident right. in my download game. When you're doing reps by yourself, you're building that confidence so when you get in the game or you're playing against your teammates, mm-hmm. you're not even scared to do better than them because yeah. you're yeah. working on it on your own. And some yeah. people, mm-hmm. some people, I know people that kind of like, they got to have somebody to work out with. Right. They right. need somebody, somebody to motivate them. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're right. self-motivated, 
don't matter. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Being, yeah. yeah, being yeah. in the gym yeah. by yourself, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it separates you from everybody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, that's that's who's out there. You really, Absolutely. individually, you're out there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's how these ball players who build... They build gyms in their house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Kobe get yeah. up what he we see you get up what what was his what was his five o'clock? He got a crazy yep. routine, man. Crazy get on routine. the helicopter. By the time by the time mm-hmm. people was getting up at nine, he already been in five the gym. O'clock, for three, he got four the helicopter hours. came to the he came yeah. got his own individual yeah. practice yeah. in first. Yeah. Yep. Then he went to the team, team practice. practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said the yeah. reason why he did that, one of the reasons why he did that was because it allowed him more workout time. Right. If I get up at four in the morning and I'm getting there at five and I get about a good three hour, get a good sweat in them three hours, I can eat me a little something and then have room for a second workout. When everybody else getting there at nine thirty ten, he's on his second, mm-hmm. which gives him a chance to get another little <laughs> little grub, little something in there. Right. And then he's got enough to do three hours shoot around. Right. So he's worked out three times when I own. Average person only worked out once. Yep. Maybe right. once and a half. He's doubled it. Mm-hmm. So everything about how you work out in the game, internal clock of the game, in terms of how you score, how you rebound, like my coach used to tell me, yep. it's four quarters. Mm-hmm. All right. Get me three points a quarter. Yep. Well, that's what Mike used to say. He got me 12. Mike yep. said how he hit 40. Give me two rebounds Jordan. a quarter. Yeah. Jordan said how you hit 40. Jordan said he just scored 10. 12 and 8. How you get 40? Jordan said he gets 10 quarter. points every quarter. Every quarter. How, you get a th- how do you get 1,000 points? How do you get 1,000 points in a four-year high school career? You got to score at least about like 10 points each quarter. 10 points a game. That's it. 10 points a game. Yep. Coach told me that when I was 13. Mm-hmm. That you can get 1,000 for your career. I said a thousand. I'll probably get you two two G's out this joint. Right. He said, Well, you're gonna have to give me at least twenty points a game to get that two thousand. Right. All right. I can shoot it. I got the green light. Yeah, I got the green light. I got the green light, I'll be like AI pulling the trigger out this joint. I'm gonna get this twenty. Absolutely. But in the concept of a team, things change. Right. Now that the thousand rebounds came to Gabby started bossy and I knew Times, yeah, yeah. Gabby started varsity mm-hmm. at ninth grade, right? Okay. And one night she had a twenty-seven, she ninth grade now. Oh yeah, yeah. She had a twenty-seven rebound night. Mm-hmm. Came back the next night and hit and grabbed another twenty-four. Mm-hmm. That was at Pemberton, and yeah. she's only in ninth grade. That was at Pemberton. That was right before I made my transition over to LCA. No, yeah, that right. was at I remember yeah. Fred because you called me. And I called you. He was like, "Yo, you ain't gonna believe it." And she grabbed she had a Dennis Rodman night. Fifty rebounds. Mm-hmm. What? That's almost like, fifty yeah, rebounds like, in two games. Two games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally in one game. Some yeah. people don't get fifty rebounds in a career. Career. Yeah. Yeah. A career. So they can't get ten. Yeah. So unfortunately, like I preempted with the. Superb dialogue right. from many different angles. Before we wrap up, Gabzilla, anything you can say to any of our listeners that may be other young ladies that are trying to pursue a career and how or what are some things that they could do to get to that level and build and keep the confidence within themselves to uh, to push on. I'm going to lay this out there for every single girl, every woman out there. Change your behavior to achieve your goals 
that's always been my mentality. I had to change how my mentality was before in order to achieve those goals. Wake up every day, set a different goal for yourself for that new day. Wake up telling yourself every day is going to be a new day because I have a goal set for myself. I have God right there waiting for me because I already know that I'm set for my career. It don't matter what, don't let nobody ever tell you that you can't be who you want to be. Believe in yourself, believe in your craft, believe in your creativity, and always be the best that you can be because at the end of the day, a lot of people are always going to pray on your downfall, but guess what? You're going to get right back up every single time. Absolutely. Great info. So, before we finally close out and I give everybody the Monday scores, Gabby and Boom, we got to give everybody your social media handle so they can check you out. Definitely check out Gabby, St. Joe's Women's Basketball. So, Gabby, your social media handles? Uh, my Instagram is trapgab, well, trap underscore gab. Um, I'm mainly on that one more. Um, one B or two Bs? She's on GZ320. And um, that's about it. And um, for um, for um, St. Joseph's Women's Basketball Instagram, it's only SJU Women's Basketball. You can catch me on there, too. Mm-hmm. All the latest scoops, everything. And keep up to date with us for this upcoming season. It's going to be a big year. I'm letting y'all know now we got a great You heard it first right here on Sports Rap. Yes, <laughs> we have a great group, group of girls coming in. We about to be a really top team in Atlantic 10. So mm-hmm. be ready for that. We about that's to what I'm talking about. City up, so be ready for it. Fred, that's what I'm talking. Uh, just Freddie Boone, Freddie Freddie uh, Boone Smalls, uh, Bishop Boone from the upper room. From the upper room, baby. Upper yes, room. indeed. We're a place where the devils and demons get doomed, <laughs> and that's we true. prepare the bride for the groom. Mars, Bishop Boone, when you stepped in the room, we make, you, we make you think things. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Shout out to boys, baby, with the album about to yes, drop. Indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that tuned in today. Uh, Tim Moore, Khalil Ezer, Shaw's sister, George Santos, Leslie Cup, Big Bro or Bro Rick. Ricky DeJesus tuned in as well. Everybody else that tuned in, you know where to find us. Each and every Monday right here, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Heat100Radio.com. You can get me. At SportsWeb underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, you know what it is, where we are live right now, the group page SportsWeb Podcast, like mm-hmm, I said. Mm-hmm. Podcast will go up probably Wednesday. This is definitely one. If you missed it, you want to check it out Great on iHeart, Apple, Google Podcasts, and most of your podcast outlets. You can also, this video is also going to go up on YouTube, SportsWeb TV. So check this out. Ball. Oh, you can get with me, Ball75. On Instagram and Aaron Baldy Moore on Facebook. Yes, sir. Frank? Uh, you can give me 2418 Instagram and hit me up on Facebook. All right. And Boss Lady, I'm sorry you went over a little bit over, but like I said, great dialogue. Real quick before we close out Monday night NBA Lakers, Knicks, Sixers, Mavs, Nets, T Wolves, Spurs, Magic, Kings, Pelicans, Wizards, Jazz, Bulls, Grizz, Mm -hmm. Nuggets, Warriors, Rockets, Suns, Mm -hmm. NHL, Lightning, Predators. Red Wings, Hurricanes, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Maple Leafs, Canadians, Jets, Senators, Blues, Wild, Canucks, Oilers, Coyotes, Avalanche, Golden Knights, Kings, Ducks, and the Sharks. And finally, MLB, Major League Baseball, the Red Sox are at the Twins, the Padres and the Pirates, the Mariners and the Orioles, Phillies and Mets, Rangers, Rays, Marlins, Braves, Cubs, Brewers, Nationals, Cardinals, Indians, White Sox, Angels, Royals, Tigers, Astros, A's, Diamondbacks, Reds, Giants. Lastly, before I forget, 
Shout out to Brandy Battle. Studying yes. never stops for assisting us Studying with the gift for uh, Gabzilla today. We definitely appreciate you. Appreciate your help and all of that. And again, folks, we'll see you next week right here, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. All week on social media. The weather's starting to clear up just a touch. As we like to say, you know what we say, be great on purpose. On purpose. Enjoy your Monday. We will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Shouts out to Heat 100. I got to sign your sign. We thank y'all. Bishop Boom 